How to Deal When the Shake Gets Real podcast. I'm Rietta. And I'm Connie, and we are two crazy cousins, and we're talking about nutrition today. Also, happy belated Mother's Day, and may the fourth be with you because we forgot that on the last episode. So we're cramming it all into this one, so. Exactly. Yeah, it's May the 4th, and then you have to watch out for the next day because it's... it's Revenge of the 5th. Yeah, Revenge of the 5th. There we go. I knew it was something like that. Actually, I posted it on May the 4th, um, a funny little meme on our Instagram page. Our followers were not left out of that. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yep, I'm on top of it. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Thanks. (laughs) Whatever will I do? Oh, all right. So good old diet day, diet nutrition. I actually we should stick with nutrition because I don't like the word diet. Diet is nasty. Yeah. Well, and and diet. If you actually look at the definition, it's pretty much whatever you eat. Whatever you eat is your diet. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it doesn't make sense that it got attached as a thing you do when you want to lose weight when anything you eat is your diet. That's hilarious. I never really thought of it that way. But that makes sense. Yeah. It's really more of your nutrition that you're looking at for when you're wanting to lose weight. Which is true. Um, and when you think about it, nutrition is the major portion of it. So, I mean, I get why people say it. But when you technically look at the definition, it's anything you eat. That's too, too funny. Yeah, this is something that's kind of close to my, to me because I basically lost 40 pounds just changing my diet alone and then later on adding a little bit of exercise in but it started out with pretty much pure nutrition and yeah and when they taught us in college we learned that nutrition was 80% of losing weight and exercise is about 20 not to say that exercise isn't important because obviously we talked about last week how it is it's just diet has a bigger influence nutrition yeah so Connie tell us your whole my my 40 pound story yeah 40 (laughs) pound keto experience story just note before she starts we're not advertising any certain diet we're just discussing different types just to put that out there considering we were very bad at keto so i'm just putting <laughs> that out there I, I yeah i did my own version of keto that that makes it work for me anyway at first we were pretty strict with the the fats protein and carb breakdown but really what we did was we were doing the remodel And for a while, uh, I think like a month, we were living at my mother-in-law's house. And so, exactly. (laughs) And I basically just left all of the carby, non-perishable food items that I would normally stock in my kitchen. I just left them at her house. (laughs) I don't know if she ate them or threw them out. I don't care. It's beside the point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so then when we moved back in... I was like, okay, starting now, I'm just not going to go and buy any of our normal carbs. None of the noodles that I love, the pizza and the frozen crap that we used to eat all the time. We just did a complete 180 within basically a day. And honestly, we were just focusing on eating just protein and and green leafy vegetables and nothing processed. And the few processed items I would get, I looked at the label and every single ingredient in there. And 
pretty much all of our ingredient labels have as few ingredients as possible and as many natural things found in nature ingredients as I can possibly get. There's a lot of substitutions. <laughs> Cauliflower does everything, right? <laughs> We we literally just talked about this. She messaged me today. She's like, I love cauliflower now. I'm like, I have always loved cauliflower, but good for you. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I liked cauliflower. I just never realized how versatile it was. Because now I use it for mac and cheese. Like, it used to just be a vegetable you would eat on the side that maybe had a little bit of butter in it. And now I'm like, I'm making noodles out of it and rice and made a cauliflower pizza crust. There's like, a couple that I follow on Instagram. They make cauliflower hot wings. Oh, yes. Know. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that as well. I do not like hot wings. Tom was interested in trying it, and I said, no, because I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> I guess he'll just have to make some for himself. Yes, he would, which he's not going to do. But, but anyway. Glad that it you found something that works for you, and that's an important thing that Connie said, that they altered it to themselves and they found what works for them. That's the thing. You have to find what works for you and what you're going to stick to. Yeah, because basically we started out eating the correct amount of fats. And then as time went on, it became a little bit too difficult. So all we really ended up focusing on like meats and vegetables. And even now we're kind of transitioning it out, allowing in more carby, quote unquote, vegetables, carrots potato not going in going back and eating like noodles or like the way we used to eat because me and Tom talk about it all the time that holy shit we used to have noodles potatoes in every single meal Mm -hmm. or bread or some sort of grain carb product in breakfast lunch and dinner Mm -hmm. and we're like we can't we can never go back to that because even just having a hamburger bun because we've mm-hmm. done it before, we'll have quote unquote cheat days, which we'll talk about uh, next week. But afterwards, you almost feel sick because mm-hmm. that extreme amount of dieting, going from a ton of carbs to absolutely none, mm-hmm. and then eating regular processed bread on your system is just nope. <laughs> yeah, when you're not used to it. And exactly. I just want to throw out there too that I don't want people to be getting the idea that carbs are necessarily bad for you because they're not. Um, fat actually burns in a carbohydrate flame, but there's nothing wrong with limiting them or trying to cut them out if it's making a difference in your life like it was in Connie's and it worked for her. But don't think that's something you have to do to be healthy. No, of course not. It's just something that we had to do to be able to stop eating all the bad stuff. Because I almost guarantee it, if we would have just said, okay, we're going to just do a low-carb diet, we, my misconceptions of low quote-unquote low-carb foods, it wouldn't have mattered. Because Mm -hmm. I remember, and this goes into nutrition labels, I used to think, oh, lentil spaghetti noodles, because they have all those weird kind of different noodle uh, substitutes. substitutes, Yes. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, that's healthy. Guess what? Lentils have more carbs in it than a regular white noodle. Yeah. And you're better off. I mean, if you're going to do that, then you might as well just like zucchini noodles or something or spaghetti or spaghetti squash. And that's what we we used to doing. But before we cut out all the carbs and I learned about what has carbs and what doesn't have carbs in it, 
I totally thought, oh, lentil, I'm being healthy, black bean noodles. Mm -hmm. For sure, way healthier than, and it's not really low carb. I think it is. Yeah, no, and that's a good point to make because I think there are a lot of misconceptions, especially with this whole keto diet because it's been so popular lately. I'll talk to a lot of people that say that they're not eating any sugar or any carbs and they don't realize that fruit has a lot of sugar and carbs. Pretty much everything has carbs except green leafy vegetables like you talked about and fish. So there's carbs in everything and there's sugar in everything. It's just different types, right? And also what we've learned is basically reading a label because before, like I said, oh, that black bean, that that's perfect. That's totally low carb. But if you turn it around, it's definitely not. And that's yes. where like reading a label comes in and charting what you eat, which is also what I've pretty much picked up from keto. It really wasn't necessarily, um, I really wasn't doing a ton of high fats. It was just a balance of low carb Mm -hmm. and more protein and less carbs than anything else, honestly. And that's the main point that I would make to anybody listening. No matter what you're doing, no matter what dying you're doing, whether it's keto or paleo or if you're vegetarian or you're vegan, whatever it is, if you are looking to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. And it's simple math. It's calories in versus calories burned. If you are not in a calorie deficit, it doesn't matter how many greens and how many fruits and how many whatever you're eating. If you are over your calories, you will not lose weight, period. For sure. And I actually remember in high school, this was quite hilarious. My teacher and a student got into an argument about eating a regular meat-based diet versus I think vegetarian or vegan, I think it was Mm -hmm. vegetarian, because she would eat Oreos every day. And he's like, that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Which he's not wrong. It's not healthy. No, no, he keeps saying that it was not not healthy. How can you claim, because that's what she was doing in class. She Mm -hmm. was claiming that, oh, vegetarian is so much healthier and better for you while then eating Oreos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That math doesn't quite work out. No, I mean, obviously, eating a vegetable over eating an Oreo is going to be healthier. But if you're eating too much of anything, it doesn't matter. I see a lot on social media that people are like cat fighting back and forth. Vegan is better. Vegetarian is better. Keto is better. Paleo is better. No one cares. No (laughs) one cares. Yeah. First of all, no one cares. At least I don't. Second of all, y'all just do what makes you happy. And stay in a deficit. Simple math. Stop making it more complicated. Yeah, it's honestly what you like doing. And and that's, again, why we're starting to bring carbs lightly back into our lives. Mm -hmm. Only because of the fact that we realized taking away all carbs and then randomly, like, say we have a party to go to. Mm -hmm. And obviously, most parties... There's going to be bread and carbs and whatever else and cake. And those Mm. quote unquote cheat days were doing more harm than good because then we would continue eating badly. Mm -hmm. So it would have to be like a strict all or nothing. And we didn't want to live that way anymore after we lost our collectively like 80 pounds. Me and my husband both lost about 40 pounds. Mm -hmm. 
so that's why we're starting to slowly bring other carbs back in so that when there is a party, we don't just continue eating junk food. We're like, oh, we had a taste of that cake. Let me get some (laughs) more fucking cake over here. (laughs) That's actually a perfect example that if you do fall off the wagon or you do feel like you've indulged just because you do it one day doesn't mean that you're totally off the wagon. You have to give up. Just get back on the next day. It's not a big deal. Well, and then it, it for us, I think it be, has now become a part of, okay, you went super strict for a while. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for you to learn moderation. Yeah. Having a cookie is not the worst thing in the world. If you said, Rietta, if you have a deficit, if you haven't really eaten much that day, you say you had a healthy dinner, but you really want that Oreo after, go for it. The thing where I see people making the biggest mistake is they're good all week, right? Monday through Friday, they're perfect. Saturday and Sunday come, and they do whatever they want. But those two days will will fuck up your entire week. Quote, unquote, being good. That's all it takes. Because you have to be in a deficit of 3,500 calories is one pound, right? So you have to be in a deficit of 3,500 calories. That sounds like a lot, but it's really not. And if you put Saturday and Sunday together, it wouldn't take you much to, to go over that. Right, to go over, even if you were good all week. No, I'm not saying that you can't have stuff that you don't want, because your girl does. I have cookies. I have cheeseburgers when I want them. But I don't do it all the time. That's the thing. Like Connie and said, that's what we're to... trying to learn or relearn, because yes. we've gone strict. We've lost a lot of weight. And now it's okay. Clearly, we need to start just learning moderation. Right, because what's the point of being on this diet if you're miserable? You're not going to yep. do that forever, because if you're miserable, no one wants to be like that. So find that balance. I personally, myself, am an intermittent faster. That's what works for me. That's what I like. That's what I'm used to. That's what makes me feel good. So I usually don't have my first meal until like noon. Mm-hmm. But my window's longer, so then I'll eat from noon to 7 or 8 instead of everybody else might be eating from eight to five. Mm-hmm. So it's just, that's just what works for me. That's what I like. It keeps me at a pretty, I'm not trying to lose weight or gain weight. It keeps me nice and consistent. It works for me. That's what I like. Connie does it too a little bit. She said she liked it too, but my mom or somebody else, maybe not. Yeah. That's my fine. mom physically can't actually. I asked my mom if she could do it or or not. And basically what she told me is she can't because if she doesn't eat in the morning, she basically almost throws up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she gets like a little, it's gross guys. I'm sorry. Bile in her throat because Uh she hasn't eaten for X amount of hours. She has a time limit her body has given her a time limit of okay you've woken up now you have to eat and she tried intermittent fasting and pretty much ended up puking and it hurt her more yeah that's not good yeah so you have to you have to find what works for you if you asked me maybe even just five years ago I would have told you no way I was definitely a person that woke up in the morning and I was I'm hungry I want some breakfast I'm gonna eat before I go to work like I was definitely that person but it works for me now so just depends on what works for you but it all goes back to just being simple math being yeah and we've actually started doing now as we learn to relax our carb intake and uh learn some you know 
uh, well, wow, I can't even, the, the word just went. I was going to try right. to help you there, but I'm not sure what word you need. So. Oh, yeah. oh I was looking for, um, as we try to learn how to, you know, manage her. Yes. Manage everything. There we we started doing, um, <laughs> intermittent fasting. That's helping honestly intermittent fasting. Cause you're definitely not eating as many calories. And I used to not make fun of Tom, but tell him like, are you serious? You're making four eggs for yourself in the morning that's already that's a a big amount when you add in like cheese and stuff just to start off your morning at 8 a.m that's actually how it should be not saying that he's not eating too big of a breakfast but actually breakfast should be your biggest meal and you should taper off as the day goes on dinner should actually be your smallest meal we're here in america we tend to kind of do it backwards backwards yeah well I think the reason why I was like, oh my God, that's so large is because I look at our lunch dinners. <laughs> yeah, right. I look at our lunches and dinners when, you know, you're having a large steak for dinner as well. You know, that's a lot of calories. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Which and again, actually, I, I have talked to him about that. I'm like, yeah, you know, I think we're eating too much meat, actually, because we get yeah. a, pack to, a pack of two steaks. And they're both of them together are a pound and a half to two oh, pounds. That's and for dinner, that's too much. I said we should be taking because let's say that's a package of two is a pound and a half. Mm-hmm. That's too much. It should be one steak and cut in half, one half yeah. for me, one half for him, because that's a lot of meat. I'd be starting doing that because I'm like, I am sure that is too much meat to be eating. Yeah. Well, what they always taught us to in school is the size of your palm. The meat should be the size of your palm. That's about four ounces. Four yeah. To six and ounces. Let, let me tell you, a New York strip was definitely larger than the size of my palm. <laughs> yeah. And not including your fingers, just the, the palm. palm, just the palm is usually about four to six ounces, obviously, depending on how big your hand is. But roughly, if you don't have a scale. Exactly. And we do have a scale, which is the other thing. I'm like, yeah, you need to be scaling out about four ounces because that's uh, how much meat you should be having. And the rest should be vegetables. Yes, 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 yes. The thing that I've personally had the hardest time with forever, I don't know, is drinking enough water throughout the day, which I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I'm sure a lot of people struggle with water. I'd rather just grab a coffee, (laughs) which is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently my decaf coffee counts though because it's not caffeinated, so that counts as actual liquid. So thank God for that. But I'm just not a very thirsty person, so I have to make. Rietta, you're not thirsty. No, just I'm kidding. not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Anyway, yeah, basically, <laughs> it is. I am she, and she has said it. I just, I, so it's more of a struggle for me to think about, okay, you got to drink more water. You need to have more water, but I it does still, help. It it does help. I still don't think like that whole thing where like people are like, you should be drinking a gallon a day. I'm like, that's a lot. If I drink a gallon a day, I will be in the bathroom every two minutes. Exactly. I'm like, no, I don't, I'm like, I think that's a little much. Yes. Yeah. I I don't remember what is the recommended amount, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not a gallon. Look that shit up. Uh, According to, let's see, let's look at like somebody that's beneficial. Yeah. Like the Mayo Clinic. It's eight ounces of water every day. 
So that's uh, that's half a gallon, two liters. Okay, right? half a gallon still makes more sense to me than a gallon. I've heard a gallon before. I'm like, whew. Yeah, because eight glasses, yeah, that would be about two liters. So, yeah, I think that's half a gallon. Something like that. I'm terrible with math. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's half a gallon. I know for sure it's two liters. Yeah. Yeah, two liters is half a gallon. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. I'm not good at math, people. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I drink as much water that makes me feel good. Like, I can definitely tell when I have not had enough. Oh, yeah, I'm I not, get a headache like that. Yeah. But I'm not going to spend every two minutes in the bathroom either. And now I'm going to drink my water. That was only a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> I know, actually, my big thing now, I feel like where I end up drinking, quote unquote, all of my calories is uh, coffee in the morning. Because I have to have milk and sugar, although it is stevia. Mm-hmm. drops yeah but I drink two large coffees I've now gotten it down to like I drink a coffee in the morning one mm-hmm. like eight ounce glass but I still feel like eh, there's a lot of cream and sugar in it you know <laughs> I think a lot of people struggle with that because I've been a trainer for over 12 years and I think that's a, where a lot of people don't pay attention because people Whenever I get a new client, I have them write in a journal for three days and write down everything that they eat, all the calories. And I tell them, make sure that you include what you drink, because most people do not realize how many calories they're drinking. Like I had a client that loved those big sweet teas that came in those cans, those really tall cans. One of those cans is like 350 calories, Mm -hmm. I think, per serving. I think there's two servings in it. So you're talking about almost 700 calories in one tea. Yeah. Damn, it's a lot of calories. Yeah, it's got quite a few in it. You're at least paying attention to your coffee. These people that go to Starbucks and order a caramel macchiato and don't realize that it's 400 calories, and mm-hmm. then they wonder why they're not in a deficit, it's because they didn't count that caramel macchiato that they had that morning. Yeah, and see, that's my problem, because I allow myself one fancy drink during the weekend most of the time like you said a caramel macchiato no fucking joke (laughs) (laughs) and and I'm like I need to start stop doing that and start because I used to do all the time they have a sugar-free mocha sauce at Starbucks and I used to get a venti iced coffee with sugar-free mocha and I would and it would taste it fine but once you have like regular sugar you're like but I like that regular caramel macchiato just tastes so good. Sugar and, never tastes as good. Never. Well, and honestly, your body knows what to do with real sugar. Your body does not know what to do with fake sugar. So it's it's kind of like, well, if you're going to do it, might as well use the real shit. But that's just kind of my opinion. Because, yeah. I mean, it's true. Your body doesn't really know what to do with fake sugar. Sugar sugar, no matter how you kind of swing it. But see those bottles at Starbucks of the sugar-free and oh, yeah. sugar-free. Because I'm sure there's both have, I'm sure, some amount of fake sugar slash chemical mm-hmm. stuff to make it last long, etc. Yeah. So in a grande, and, caramel macchiato has 240 calories in it. Did you just look it up? I did. Nice. 
So you better not be eating the rest. Uh, so I shouldn't eat anything else. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the point I'm we're trying to make is when I wake up and I go get a get Starbucks, don't eat anything else. Check. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, because that's also definitely not good for you. Is no. starving yourself is no. totally not good for you. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Uh, just make sure the point we were trying to make is don't forget to count the calories that you're drinking. Beer is the other big thing that people don't think about. They're like, oh, I had a couple beers. Well, a couple beers is 600 calories, depending on what kind of beer you drink. Oh, yeah. Because Tom used to love the big carby beers yep. that were like the dark stouts and whatever else. Because I don't drink beer and it's gross. But he, he liked all of those. And now Oh, beer's delicious. Like, beer's delicious. But you, this is why I just I drink straight whiskey. <laughs> 70 calories, straight whiskey, just give me the booze. <laughs> yep, can't drink straight whiskey either. Tom does. I just, I, I, I don't mind those White Claws. I'll have a couple of those. Ugh. That's about as Ugh. low calorie as I can get. Ugh. I but do not actually, like that. Have you ever seen um, at Jewel, it's called Ice, and it is zero calorie. It's... Basically a sparkling water, but with more flavor. It has like a little bit of actual juice in it. So it, it tastes a lot better. I normally do that with rum. Oh, like, okay. So still zero calories or whatever. I'm drinking the the bubbly right now, the carbonated water that's naturally flavored or whatever. And I love it. It's zero, Wait. zero, zero. But you don't like the, uh, the White Claws, which is basically that with with whatever vodka or something in it i don't maybe because i'm not really a vodka person i think the white claws are nasty you'd rather just have just the whiskey just give me the whiskey i'm an old soul i guess just give me the straight (laughs) by the way calories gosh darn it shout out to rogue i've been a big whiskey drinker and rogue is a actually a apparel company rogue american apparel it's veteran owned and they just started making beer and whiskey and all that stuff and I tried their whiskey, I don't know, like five or six months ago. It is amazing. It's one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. So Tom shout is, out to you, Rogue. Tom is super into Japanese whiskey. And I'm like, I okay. noticed that. Whatever floats your boat. He he just likes trying different things. New new yeah. new whiskeys. Because it's for a while he was doing all the Kentucky whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Then he was doing Irish whiskey. And now he's moved on to Japanese. I don't know. He Tell likes me. anything that has whiskey and alcohol in it, honestly. Tell I me, Kyle Rogue. It's really good. Um, Kyle noticed his Japanese whiskey thing, because obviously Kyle's been to Japan three three times now. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've had that. Oh, yeah, I've had that. Tell him to try this one. And I was like, okay, I won't remember, but tell me later. <laughs> <laughs> tell me later, and maybe I'll remember then. <laughs> maybe I'll text it to Connie then when it's not midnight there. Kyle tell Tom on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I guess they should just tell him and be like, just message him yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. I'd be like, message him yourself. <laughs> so I think the last point that we talked about making, and we both agreed that we're not good at it, and I'm sure a lot of people out there aren't good at, is eating, they call it eating mindfully or eating slowly. What did, what did you eating. say, Connie? Tom says that we eat like we're in prison. <laughs> Just uh, because we're eating so fast. Yeah. 
Kyle makes a similar statement because obviously he's in the Marine Corps and he's been to boot camp. He's like, we like we're in boot camp where you get five minutes and you're just like, ah, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> basically. And I was telling Rihanna that it's, I think I get it from my childhood growing up. I saw my brothers eating fast, my dad telling us to eat faster so that we could get going or go do this or go do that. Um, so I would eat faster. And then you go to school and they tell you to, okay, you have 20 minutes to eat, 30 minutes to eat and mm-hmm. go, you know, so that you is, end up eating faster. You know, that definitely plays a factor because Jackson has said to me, Jackson's my son, that when he first started going to school, he'd come home and maybe a quarter of his lunch would be eaten. I'm like, babe, what's going on? Why aren't you eating your lunch? She's like, we don't have enough time. And I basically had to tell him, well, I know it sucks, but you got to eat faster. Mm-hmm. What did he say back to you? Did he do it? or? Did yeah, he... he's gotten better. I also think he's kind of a chatty Kathy, which is also probably part of the problem. He was spending more time talking than eating. Me. So... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is why the 30 minutes I'm like okay I have to eat in 15 so that I can then take the other 15 minutes to chat yeah or go to the bathroom or fix your hair or whatever yes exactly especially yeah. in high school and even in high school um towards your ju- my junior and senior year I remember I had an hour mm-hmm. and I would still make sure that my lunch and everything was eaten within the first half of the period so that if I wanted to go do something else for the second half I could do whatever I wanted thus I asked and also I think another problem is eating in front of the tv because I've caught myself because my husband is not home at night I guess I shouldn't really advertise that but anyway I end up eating my dinners alone Mm-hmm. And I end up eating it in front of TV. And what I've heard previously is if you're eating in front of the TV, you're not thinking about what you're eating and you're not eating mindfully. You're definitely eating it too fast. So yes. then when it's gone, you don't feel full. So you go and grab more. Mm-hmm. I've also heard, tell me if I'm wrong or right. I've also heard to not eat on dark plates. Hmm. Because dark plates for some foods you don't see your food as well Hmm. like if you're eating on a white plate you can see everything that's on your plate on a dark plate you could end up eating more than you would want because the some of the food might blend in it's a psychology thing I don't know I haven't heard that I have seen some research before and I thought that's interesting I don't care I have white plates but for those yeah I have white dark plates yeah, I have white plates, too. I've never heard that, but that's interesting. Another thing is uh, me and Tom, for people who don't want to be crazy drastic like we did, <laughs> we've also now switched to eating on our small plates. Because if you think about an American large dinner plate is honestly too big. You should not have, you should not be taking a large dinner plate and eating everything that's on it for dinner. You should always be having a small dinner plate, let me tell you. Yeah, and like they always taught us, like we talked about, meat should be the size of your palm, your palm not including your fingers. Your vegetables can take up a whole half of the plate because it's a veggie. And then if you're going to eat a starch, if you are eating carbs, it should be a very small section. So mainly vegetables, little meat, little starch if you're going to do it. Yeah, but I'm just saying if you have small plates... 
try switching and putting your meals on small plates, you'll feel fuller as well. Cause it's again, another psychology thing, because when you see a full small plate, you think your stomach is going to be full. Say you have a large plate and you're still putting the same small amount of food on your plate, the correct portions on your, this, this larger plate, you're not going to feel as full because you see that there's so much quote unquote white space on the dinner plate. Exactly. I, I, I'm bringing in shit that I didn't even know that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all important though that all the main points that you're paying basically pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to the labels. Pay attention. Oh, we didn't talk about when you grocery shop, which you guys have heard before. Stay on the outside of the aisles. That's where all the fresh stuff is. That's where the vegetables and the meat and the, all that Cheese stuff is on the outside of the aisles. Yep, so stay on the outside. Try to avoid being on the inside for most things. Well, see, and, and that's how I was able to transition from eating all of the carbs to eating none of the carbs. And it's also why my in-law tried to do it, eat carbless, and couldn't because she went into the inner aisles and she never read labels. She would see, and, and this is another thing about nutrition and going inside the aisles is there's a lot of things that are marketed via the packaging to be healthy slash nutritious for you. But if you read the label, it is the opposite more than likely. The only thing that I was able to get a look at for her when she went shopping and actually our whole family was like, you should just have Connie go shop with you. She'll teach you what to do. And she was not having any of it because I don't think she was actually committed to it, but that's neither here nor there. That's her decision. She decided it was too hard and that is perfectly okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. She needs to find something else that works for her. Like we talked about. And another big misconception too, is since we're talking about labels and stuff again, low fat products are not better most of the time. Most of the time they have it's more process. More, yes, there's more process. There's more sugar in it. And a lot of times it leads to excess hunger and weight gain. So try you can buy low sugar, but try to stay away from low fat. And it also can sometimes just be a marketing ploy. They want you to buy it. They're trying to yes. market it to you as look at this is healthy. It's low fat. They're hoping you're not going to read the label like Connie talked about, that you're not actually paying attention and you're just thinking, oh, it's low fat, so it's better for me than if if I buy low fat cream cheese, it's better than if I buy regular cream cheese. And most of the time, the full fat is better for you, even though it has fat in it because of misconceptions. Yes, and it's got all this other crap in it. So we used to buy heavy cream because we were on keto. And now that we're going away from it, Tom's like, well, so what? Do we buy skim milk I'm like no because that's more processed more sugars we should buy whole milk and that's what we do I, I only buy a half gallon of whole milk and a half gallon of almond milk mm-hmm. so to balance it out and so that it, we don't we still don't eat too too many carbs because milk has carbs in it yeah I drank skim milk my whole life that's all my parents bought that's pretty well, I mean I'm sure when I'm a when I was a little kid I'm sure they bought higher percentage of milk as you're supposed to when they're little but I pretty much had skim milk my whole life and whenever I had two percent I was like holy crap this tastes like cream <laughs> <laughs> and now do you do you still only drink um 
I don't really one percent. I don't really drink milk anymore. You know, a lot of adults don't. Once well, you... I just have it in my coffee. My yeah, whole... no. What what's in my coffee? I don't I really drink to. milk anymore. The milk that is in the fridge that if I do occasionally drink it, that's for Jackson is two percent. Mm. I just don't I... for whatever reason almond milk in coffee just does not do it for me. I don't know what it is about it. It's okay. I'll have a little bit. Of, I'll have a little glass of it with the almond milk. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's not, a, it's not a fan favorite for me. Tom likes it. I'm like, that's nice. But I like I it with my pepper. protein powder. I like mixing the almond milk with my protein powder. It tastes really good together. Oh, didn't you also want to go into supplements? Oh, yeah, we could talk about supplements a little bit if you are working out. Supplements by no means are necessary for you to make gains, for you to be healthier, yada, yada. They are not. I think there's a big misconception that in order to exercise or be healthy, you have to take supplements. That is not true. You, they are exactly what they said they are. They are supplements if you're not getting it in your diet. But you should, if you're eating properly, be getting everything in your diet. But you absolutely can take them if you want to. I personally only really take, I do take BCAAs, which are branched chain amino acids, which basically just help with muscle recovery. If you're somebody like me that lifts a lot, it it makes you so you don't get as sore. You know, you get that Mm -hmm. soreness from lifting. If you're not familiar, you get achy and sore and it kind of cuts back on that. And I do take greens just because I like there's nothing wrong with having extra greens. It gives you extra greens, extra fiber, and I feel like it's kept my immunity really well. Um, Especially in these times. Yeah, and especially in these times, knock on wood. I couldn't even tell you the last time I was sick. And I take collagen as well just because I don't have the greatest hair. So I take collagen just because I'm hoping that it makes my hair grow faster. Who knows if it actually works. It's supposed to help your joints too. Not that I'm old, but I'm getting older. And (laughs) why the hell not? I think another thing about supplements is let's bring it on back to when I was in high school. (laughs) And somebody that I know would not work out, not eat healthy, but eat the supplemental protein weightlifting. Like, I think it's called like muscle milk or something. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They'd buy it in cases at a time and then only gained weight and wondered why. Because you are drinking that and it's, again, you're drinking calories on top of you're not really cutting back on anything and you're really not working out. So, yes, you're only going to end up gaining. So be warned if you're not working out and you're not particularly cutting a ton of your calories and then adding a supplement onto it, it can lead to actually weight gain if you're not watching what you're intaking. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I think think that if they just drink protein powder, something magical is going to happen. And protein powder. Yeah. No, protein powder is not magical. It is protein. That is exactly what it is. It is the exact same thing as if you would eat a piece of chicken or a piece of steak. It's just in a powder form. And it's just meant to help you if you struggle, because we're technically supposed to eat a lot of protein daily. If you look into it, it's just there to help you make it easier to reach your protein goal because standard protein powders usually have, you know, around 20, 20 grams of protein somewhere in that vicinity. Mm-hmm. So it's just meant to help you. But if you're like Connie said, if you're not working out and you're just taking all these protein and you're not watching the label, 
Like the protein powder I use has one gram of sugar. That's it. A lot of the ones out there have way more than that. So you have to, Mm -hmm. again, pay attention to the label, see what kind of stuff you're drinking, see how natural it is. And yeah, pay attention. And actually somebody wanted to give me a bunch of meal replacement shakes that they got from Costco. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, let me look at it. I'm like, already there's sugar in it and it's, not real sugar. It's fake sugar. And mm-hmm. it has a lot of fruit toast, corn syrup and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, thank you. I, I, but I did tell the person because they're not very into dieting. They're not very mm-hmm. good at watching their own weight. And I told them mm-hmm. this should be for you as a meal replacement shake. You should ha- not have, I, I was trying to give them advice and say, well, maybe don't do breakfast fast. Then for lunch, have this protein shake, regular dinner. And uh, I don't know if they did it or not, but I suggested it. That's up to them to do. You can't force anybody to diet. You can't force anybody to, and I feel like a lot of people on the internet do. They want Mm -hmm. to force you into their way of thinking. And let's be realistic. You're not going to be able to do that. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. And I think a lot of people are under the misconceptions of a lot of things. They think, oh, if I just meal replace with this shake, I'm going to be skinny. And that is not that simple because you still have to be in a calorie deficit. Yes. Like we've been saying this whole time, pay attention to what you're eating, read the labels, watch what you're eating, count your calories. Don't make it more complicated than that. Yep. The end. <laughs> I actually, did I, did I ever tell you this, Rihanna, that I actually had to tell or show, actually, it's more like show, I had to show a coworker how to read a label. They really? Had, they had no idea the, I was like, well, look at your serving size. Like, they didn't get the serving size. They didn't know mm-hmm. how to read a label at all. And I, like, showed them all of the pretty much, because they were under the assumption that this was healthy for them because mm-hmm. it was labeled as fit and active. Of course. Just because it's labeled as fit and active doesn't mean it's good for you. And I pointed out right. all the, the the laundry list of things. I'm like, that's not good for you. That's just chemicals. Yeah. And, you know, Greek yogurt has become a big thing, which is great. It is better for you. But if you look at the label of a lot of Greek yogurt and you don't look for the light and fit or the Danos 000, it has usually over 20 grams of sugar in one serving. That's mm-hmm. more sugar than you should have in an entire day. Yep. In and that day. is why I only buy the whole milk Greek yogurt with zero flavoring in it. It's super boring, but I just add regular fruit to it. And, and I feel better just putting your normal fruit into it mm-hmm. versus them processing fruit and putting it into your yogurt, which that's how you get all of those extra sugars. Right. Right, right, I right. actually shocked my mom by showing her all that all of the condiments in her fridge had sugar in them. She didn't think that barbecue sauce had sh- had sugar in it. Oh, like, barbecue sauce has a ton of sugar in it. Same with ketchup. Mm-hmm. And, ton of sugar. Yeah, I, I I showed her. I'm like ranch. She didn't think ranch really had sugar in it. And literally oh, every yeah. product. I almost assume. I assume at this point that everything has sugar in it. Mm-hmm. That's why I look at all of my labels if I'm yeah. getting something processed. I buy the Oikos Triple Zero, 
It's mm-hmm. like zero fat, zero added sugar, zero artificial sweetener. So it still, of course, has sugar in it because I buy the vanilla, but it's five grams instead of 25 grams. Wow. So read the label. Yep, because uh, that's a lot of sugar. 25 grams. Yeah. It's a lot. I don't remember who. I think it was an old coworker, which I haven't. I haven't worked. I mean, I haven't worked in a while. But she, I had this conversation with her because she didn't realize what was she eating. She was eating Greek yogurt and one of those oatmeal packets. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't plain oatmeal. It was the brown sugar and maple yeah, brown syrup sugar one. or like the. It wasn't even one of the super bad ones. I think it was the apple and cinnamon one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you realize in just what you're eating right now, in your cup of yogurt and your cup of oatmeal. That's 30 plus grams of sugar, and you're over your count for the entire day. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, mm. you're not you're not paying attention. You're going off of what you think." I, and again, that's how I used healthy. to be. Right. I used to think, "Oh, a package of a little container of Greek yogurt and a sandwich a sandwich on whole grain bread." perfectly healthy but that's a lot of carbs and sugar and you don't even think about it I never even thought about oh yeah all the bread in those bread aisles they all have sugar in it Mm -hmm. and I actually did find a low carb low sugar bread but it's still six grams of carbs per Mm -hmm. slice so if you are on keto you would be basically allowed one slice of bread yeah. That's not even enough for a sandwich. But I'm buying that now because we're just trying to ease off of being so extreme. Right. But I like the um we like the tortillas, um, and not like the regular tortillas. I have downstairs ones. I have the veggie ones and then there's like flaxseed and something else. Mm. And they're really good. Of course they still have carbs in it, but it's less but I'm not you know, I'm not watching carbs like you are. Um, yeah. I mean, I do watch carbs, but I'm not as stringent as you are. You're probably looking more at like, sugar. And your fasting helps you in general. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I personally don't cut out very much. I eat ice cream when I want to. Like I said, I eat cheeseburgers when I want to. I do pay attention. I have a sweet Christian. tooth. So I, I have to, I definitely have to pay attention to that because I have a sweet tooth. But I do pay attention to what I'm eating. I don't just, oh, yeah, whatever. Going to eat whatever I get my hands on. Yeah. And so when I, and what, for instance, I, and it must be a shrink thing. Because I totally have a sweet tooth as oh, God. well. Oh, God. So I buy these little, small, what I think it's called like a half pint mm-hmm. of ice cream. And one full pint. Is 200 calories, and mm-hmm. I take a small scoop and eat mm-hmm. a small scoop for if I want a sweet treat. Yeah. To make sure that I don't eat the whole thing. But even if I did, it would only be the 200 calories, which is much better than other. A, yeah, a Ben and Jerry 500 pint. calorie. Yeah. Yeah. Pint, half, yeah. Half pint. Yeah. I've been doing um, almonds, dark chocolate covered almonds, because dark cocoa, obviously. It's still chocolate, but it's got more antioxidants in it. It's better for you. And then almonds, I mean, they're a healthy fat. So I still don't go crazy. I don't sit there and eat the whole bag. I have, you know, a little handful. Yeah, a little handful of them. But it's better than 
like you said, eating a whole pint of ice cream or eating a brownie or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, but that's why I am getting like the healthy quote unquote, you know, yeah. healthier. Yeah, it's still health- ice cream. It's just a little bit better. The new, the uh, actual ingredients are better for you that are in the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I take uh, an ice cream scoop and only have one scoop of ice cream mm-hmm. versus when I was a kid, at least you were at least having three scoops. You were having a bowl, gosh. Oh darn. yeah, you were having you a were full not bowl. Having one scoop of ice cream. Let's just be real. When I was a kid, <laughs> just like you don't ever eat one Oreo. Let's be real. Exactly. Maybe you could stop at two, but definitely not one. My gosh, I just rem- that just reminds me of my brother's just six Oreos at a time. Oh my god. And that's another reason why I think I've always had um, issues with portions of food is because I'd see how much my brothers would eat. And although I and and nobody told me as a child, nor did I want to listen. Let's be real. I'm sure somebody told me and I just did not want to listen. I did not be told that as a girl, you need to eat less. I was like, no, I see my brothers doing it. And if they can Mm -hmm. do it, I can do it. Right. Which is super dangerous when you're a girl (laughs) I ended up being pretty much like chubby from junior high on until now when I just started losing weight at the age of 27 well better late than never (laughs) well it's fine it is what it is the rest of our family is going the other way which is really sad but you can't tell them anything so and well and also as you age it's harder and harder it because is harder into their fifties and sixties. It is harder, but that ain't you excuse. can still do it. Yeah, you can still do it. One of our aunts wrote me a letter. Oh God! Saying that she had this amazing experience and she had to tell me. Oh that God! She, that she fasted for like ten days, and I was like, "What in the hell?" <laughs> like she was thinking I was gonna be like super proud of her, telling me that she fasted for ten days, and I wanted to write her an email and be like, "Do you know?" How really unhealthy that is for you. Yes. But I didn't even go there because I knew it wouldn't go anywhere. And you know what's also strange about that, or just in general, is that another aunt of ours believes the aunt that wrote that letter and did the 10 days of fasting is always right. And I think that that is extremely strange. Mm -hmm. Which is another reason I didn't respond. Well, I I guess you're right. In general, all of our aunts believe that they are right. And, and, and I guess it's just the human population in general. We all have our beliefs. And even if you can prove me wrong, I still will believe it. Yeah, of course. And the other thing you have to remember is that this is not easy. Anything that is important and is worth it is not going to be easy. So it's going to have to matter to you for you to figure out what works for you and for you to stick to it. And that's the reason why we had to cut out all carbs for such a, for a year. We had to cut out carbs for a full entire year and just not buy it. And that took some major impulse uh, buying, stopping that anyway, (laughs) impulse buying. Maybe I'll cut out sweets for 30 days and see how that goes. Oh, God. I know. I've also been saying I need to cut out my coffee. I need to cut out. We are trying to also now cut out snacks because lunch meat 
and like salami are very high in fat, not that great oh, yeah. for you. Salami is very high in fat. Salami is very high in fat. And then in, in general, like regular lunch meat is is pretty processed. It's not the best yes. for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So instead I have cucumbers and like tomatoes in our kitchens to snack on instead. So we'll there see how go. that goes. And yes on tomatoes. <laughs> I'm going to try to do celery sticks and like a little bit of peanut butter for when I have a sweet craving. No. I saw a really cute post the other day. I think Kyle might have sent it to you. Somebody sent it to me and it was like banana splits, but it was like healthy ones. So they like cut oh, the banana in half and they put no fat Greek yogurt in there and then to be the ice cream and then mm-hmm. berries and um, no fat or not no fat, um, no sugar whipped cream on top. Like it was really cute. So just a way to have like your banana split, but healthy. Healthy. Nice. So last week our hashtag was hashtag express yourself. This this week is hashtag no excuses. <laughs> no excuses. Oh, no, no, no. And... Or, or hashtag uh, watch yourself. Yeah. Because we've been saying this whole episode, watch what you're eating. Look at the label. Yeah, definitely watch watch yourself because it's. Watch what you're eating, watch your calories, be in a deficit, read the fucking label, the end. <laughs> exactly. What a great sum up, Rietta. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'll take my reward later. And it's going to be those dark chocolate almonds, aren't they? Isn't it? That's probably the one sweet that I wouldn't give up just because if I only eat like three or four of them, like whoop-de-doo. Yeah, you're like, it's not that big of a deal. Plus, I have a whole bag in the pantry, so... <laughs> You're like, I am not giving these up for no one. No. And I saw uh, chocolate-covered strawberries today at the store. I was like, oh, those are good. Oh, yeah. And for me, my anniversary. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, two years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's babies. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Hey, it's almost 10 years together. That's true. From yeah. since 2011. Yeah, because uh, yeah, your mom and me are the same. We got married the same year. Oh. And I met Tom right after mom's wedding, I think. Something like that. Yeah, so we got... Yeah, we're going to be nine years this June. So that nine. means your mo- mom and Joe are going to be nine years July, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think me and Tom are uh, October 2011. So it's like nine years. Oh, perfect. I mean, well, nine years, it's fine. <laughs> nine years is a good number. I mean, we've known each other way longer than that, but we're not going to, we're not going to get into that. They don't need to hear all that. Yeah. Well, they already know. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Rietta. I'm Connie. And thank you for listening.